Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are listening from. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mickey. This is the Last Minute Podcast with Dylan and Mickey. Today is Sunday, March the 17th, 2019, and I believe it's a special holiday, isn't it, Dylan? It is. It is St. Patrick's Day, and that's how our fun facts are going to follow later, too. You know, I didn't wear any green at all today. I purposely went out without wearing a bit of green, and I said, I dare someone to pinch me. Well, I wore half of a green. Yeah, I didn't wear any at all. Nobody gonna, pinched me. You're going to ask me? I wore blue. You wore that's blue? Half of green. Yeah, that's half of a green. <laughs> i'm allergic to yellow so. you're allergic to yellow he is allergic to yellow so if anyone ever wants to pull a prank on dylan give him a mountain dew so uh, yellow, yellow and blue make green so yeah so um he, he's also not allowed to eat nachos just so you know or not nachos uh, doritos rather doritos, doritos. or nachos with the fake cheese yeah you just you're so so many different things that you can't have that's amazing um you know like cake for one how about that time your mom made you a birthday cake and poisoned you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know the yellow cake mix had yellow dye in it. <laughs> that was awesome. I remember that. You, you come tell me about it. We probably should have brought that up on here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Renee. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I don't know how many times you've come over to the house and I had macaroni made and I was like, I don't know if that had yellow number five in it or not. So I've never yeah. really heard of anybody ever been allergic to any kind of like color other than you. So, Oh no, it's massive. The UK's actually started banning yellow five and actually red 40 is worse than yellow five. There's more people allergic to red than yellow. So what, what does it do to you when you take yellow five or, or get it on you? Does it swell you up? Does it make you go into hyperventilation? What? No, I get like hives in my mouth and throat. You ever get like a bite your lip or jaw and then you get like that canker sore? Yeah, yeah. I get hundreds of those in my throat and mouth. Oh, so would you like a Mountain Dew or some kind of yellow number five? No, I'm good. I would really like to see how this works with you. So <laughs> anyways, I'll stop being mean to you, Dylan. Uh, what did you do this weekend, buddy? Well, uh Let's see, I went uh, to a health fair and we set up with a mutual friend of ours. I'm not sure he'd want me to mention name or not, so I won't. Uh, it was it was interesting. It was the first annual, what was the name of that? Chart Your oh. Health Expo. Yep. Chart Your Health Expo. Yep. Muncie Memorial Church. Uh, it was interesting. I think they've got something good going. Uh, just get a little more planning and uh, not necessarily planning, but now that they've done it and got some of the organization under their belt, just get a little more of the stuff figured out that they want to do as far as promoting it and and not scheduling it on spring break so nice nice i heard it went pretty well i heard it was pretty good yeah other than that it's pretty good i mean the turnout was a little bit low but like i said i didn't realize that they were planning it during spring break when they started it i didn't even realize it's spring break right now so yeah craziness yeah this weekend let me think here Hmm, what did i do this weekend well, this weekend I worked outside because it was absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, the wife and me and, and our good friend of ours, uh, we worked outside and the kids, so-so. I say that gently with us when I say the kids. Uh, we worked outside in the yard and uh, cleaned up the yard and uh, made that huge brush ball that we had disappeared, Dylan, if you remember it. Yeah, I see. It looks good over there. 
Yeah, and uh, I think you were actually here when I was out at the brush pile, and we were burning it, and uh, I was sitting on the bench, and all of a sudden, well, it went kaboom. Yeah, I got a picture of it. Yeah, so Dylan witnessed me sit on a bench, and then the bench actually fall and break while I was sitting on it, and I got mad and threw the bench in the fire. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. But, hey, you know what? It looks really good over here. It, it looks a lot better. We can see. I don't have to worry about getting killed when I get pulled out of my driveway and so on. So, yay. And it was absolutely gorgeous this weekend, too. And then I also found out that we have a woodpecker that lives in the trees behind me, which is absolutely driving me crazy. I think you were here with that, too, wasn't you? Yep, yep. So, well... You know what, Dylan? Today I read an article about a guy. Um, I believe he was out of New Jersey. Um, it was on March the 8th. And let me read the headline to you. The Good Samaritan Returns. By the way, this is off of uh, National Public Radio or NPR.org. Um, but a Good Samaritan Returns, a lost lottery ticket. The man who bought it wins the jackpot. What would you do if that happened to you, Dylan? So... Here's here's the here's the gist of the story. A New Jersey man is basking in a good fortune of a two hundred and seventy three million dollar lottery jackpot win that he wouldn't have happened without the kindness of a stranger. An an actual person that works at this supermarket near them turned in the dude's lost ticket. The next day, the tick the guy went back to the store and 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 acquired the ticket after he proved that it was his ticket and his numbers. When he did that that night, they did the drawing and he won. $273 million. Hmm. That's interesting. That is, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I was like, so uh, they asked the gentleman who won the lottery what he was going to do for the guy that turned the ticket in. He said he was going to make sure he got, took care of him. So he's going to reward when uh, he, he was going to make sure he rewarded the guy that, you know, basically made him a millionaire. So well, that's nice. I just hope he buys him more than a cheeseburger. <laughs> you would hope so. But yeah, that was on NPR.org. And I was like, wow. So, but apparently this guy just got a divorce. So I'm, I'm going to assume that his wife is probably going to want to come back to him now. Um, no, she's just probably going to take half of it. <laughs> I don't know. But this poor guy, I mean, uh, well, he's not poor now. He's $273 million. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. He decided, to, he decided to take the lump sum of $162 million instead of the whole thing. So he didn't want to do installments. So Yeah, that's what I would do too. Yeah, I would take the, the lump sum as well if I were to win that much money. I really honestly don't know if I'd want to win the lottery, to be honest with you. I hear a lot of bad stuff about winning the lottery. So. Yeah, if you like look at all the – go back and look at more the people are with the lottery now, very few of them still have money, and most of them are worse off or even dead. Yeah, so – I did see where the people in South Carolina finally claimed the $1.5 billion lotto. Yeah, it was a woman, and she said she was going to share it with a lot of charities, was what I what I gathered. So, you know, you were talking earlier about the foods that's banned in the U.S. And yeah, I just sent you a story on it. Yeah, I was just not looking at this, and wow. Yeah, Europe's banning a lot of stuff. There's a lot of colors on that list. Blue number one is banned in Norway, Finland, and France. I I never realized this was a problem. Yep. Those so, uh, color and dyes are not good for you. Now, if you read on down, there's one on the craft uh, cheese taking out the dye on their mac and cheese. 
Companies in the U.S. are required to list gallon number five in their ingredients because some people have sensitivity to it, such as Dylan. That'd be me. <laughs> the funny thing is, is now all of my really close friends, when they go to the grocery stores, they're all like label reading to make sure whatever they're buying don't have yellow five in it. I don't read. I just hope you eat it and don't see you break out. Sorry, man. I usually know what it is after all the years <laughs> I've been. I'm not taking the extra effort. If you're eating at my house, you can eat what I eat. <laughs> and if you yeah. just choke on it it's okay because i'm gonna sit there and laugh it's bad whenever i go i don't look at food and be like oh, that's mac and cheese i look at uh, food and i'll be like oh that's red 40 blue one no yellow so, five <laughs> so, so intrigue me just a little bit here how did you find out you were allergic to yellow number five well it was a long process and painful the really before bottled water was even really cool i was always a kind of a water drinker growing up so during uh, most of the time you know throughout the year we'd just drink water and sweet tea mostly but every summer we'd go to daytona beach florida and my brother was a huge mountain dew drinker so he'd always get a cooler full of mountain dew and we'd take off to the beach well like i said there was a, really wasn't much of uh, bottled water demand back then so nobody really bought it and all we had was a cooler full of uh, Mountain Dew at the beach, so that's what I would drink. And after the first day on the beach every year, I would uh, have my breakouts and have a miserable rest of the trip at the beach. So we started narrowing it down. We're like, well, maybe I'm allergic to the sun, but that really wasn't it because we had a swimming pool at the house, and I stayed outside all the time then too. And so we just kind of started cutting things out and really looking at what my consumptions were during the summertime when we went to the beach. And the only thing that I really drank or consumed at the beach that I didn't normally was Mountain Dews. So I stopped drinking those and I would have small breakouts from eating like M&Ms and stuff like that. But where Mountain Dew is like a liquid and you're consuming a lot of it, it was like massive. Yeah. And so as I started taking out all the yellow dyes and stuff, I'd noticed we didn't have, I didn't have any breakouts. So you basically self-diagnosed yourself. Yeah. The doctors couldn't figure it out. Yeah, so Dr. Dylan figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, I went to a place that me and you both love over the weekend as well. Actually, I went over there yesterday, yeah, yeah, yesterday, and it was absolutely amazing again. And this is a huge shout-out to Southern Craft Barbecue in Johnson City. Um, it is in downtown Johnson City, Tennessee. And I don't know if you've ate these. Me and Dylan have ate these a while back, and I had to go back yesterday and get them again. But they have the most absolute delicious pulled pork barbecue tater tots as an appetizer that I've ever ate. Yeah, they are the greatest appetizer ever. If I ever go back, I'm just going to have that for my meal. I'm just I mean, they are absolutely myself. phenomenal, aren't they, Dylan? Yeah. Best thing on the menu. <laughs> Best thing on the menu by far. Uh, and they, what they have, it's, it's basically uh, jalapeno queso, pico de gallo, sour cream, and chives. And uh, for ten bucks, you get the pulled pork barbecue tater tots, and they are phenomenal. They are just, I don't, I don't even know a word that could fit with it. I mean, they're absolutely awesome. Scrumptious. Uh, yeah, but I wanted to go there, and I took Tracy over there, and she liked it. She ended up getting a. Um, Oh, what did she order? She ordered something with turkey, um, a gobbler, a gobbler sandwich. I think is what it was. It was a smoked turkey sandwich, um, and of course, I've got I got the barbecue pork. So, but it was really good. That place is really good. So go go try them if you're here locally in the uh, Johnson City 
area and uh, see what you think. Let us know what you think about those pulled pork barbecue tater tots. Yeah, highly recommend Southern Craft Barbecue. Well, Dylan, on that note, let's go ahead and get to those St. Patty Day facts. Well, as you know, everybody knows St. Patrick's Day is an Irish holiday. So, starting off in the United States, one of the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Mickey? I'm lost for words. The most highly populated area in the United States of Irish settlers is probably Boston. So, that's where the first St. Patrick's Day celebration was held in the United States in 1737. Nice. I was watching on Facebook earlier today. I think it was earlier today where they were turning the lake up there green. Yep, that's in Chicago yep. where they turn the river green. They may turn the lake green somewhere else too. Well, it might have been the river. I don't know. It was big, huge water. I don't know if it was yep. a lake or yeah, river. Chicago does the river green every year. Yeah. So the uh, you know every state has like a national bird, national flower, all that stuff. So yep. you know what the uh, national flower slash emblem for Ireland is. I would imagine the shamrock. You're correct. <laughs> it is the shamrock. That's our fun fact number two. And to go along with that, right into fun fact number three, legend says that each leaf of the clover has a meaning. Hope, faith, love, and luck. So what do you do when you get a three-leaf? You're out of hope, out of faith, out of love, or luck? Which one are you out of? Uh, I guess whichever one you're not having any luck with. <laughs> so it could be luck. <laughs> And fun fact number four, along with that, your odds of finding a four-leaf clover is one in 10,000. I started to say, it's hard to find a four-leaf clover. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I used to always try to find them. I think I've found maybe three or four in my entire lifetime. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah. But Our last fun fact, interestingly enough, there's 34.7 million U.S. Rep uh, residents with Irish ancestry. That number is more than seven times the population of Ireland itself. Ah. And I can't, I can't talk to that. Apparently, you're having a lot of mechanisms over there tonight. I am. So, uh, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't realize that there was not many people that were 34.7 How many? Seven? 34.7 million people in the United States are Irish heritage. Huh. I don't have a clue if I have any Irish in me or not. I don't think I do. I've got a lot of Indian um well, a lot of indian um i think i have a little bit of english a lot of indian um but i don't know i, I need to go do one of those little blood things where you do and find out who you are and well i done the ancestry.com one but i'm not sure how much i trust that thing it came back uh like i was mostly british but according to my family and a family tree they're like mostly irish on my father's side and dutch and then my mom's side they're i think also dutch and a lot of indian Huh. And one big reason I didn't trust it too is I was watching, uh, I think it was the episode of Dr. Oz, and there were uh, identical twins that done the same thing, and they sent off, and they came back, and both of them had completely different results. Well, um, that would make something different, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's a scam out there nowadays. I don't know. That's, that's the world we live in. Sad, sad, sad thing. With that being said, it's time for interview today, and it's going to be with the one and only Mr. Greg Gooch with Herd Realty out of Johnson City, Tennessee. Hey, Greg, how are you, buddy? 
All right, Mickey, how are you doing? Hey, I am good. I am excited to be talking to you. I've been wanting to talk to you about real estate for the last, I don't know, week or so since you actually booked the time to come on here and talk. Well, awesome. I've been looking forward to it myself. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. For those that don't know, this is Greg Gooch. He's with uh, Herd Realty, and he does commercial and residential real estate. Um, he's actually making a transition from being a landscaper for how long? 38 years? Uh, 38 years. 38 years to the real estate business. So let's, let's get some more info on that. Tell us, tell us about that. Well, um, as, as I said, I did landscape for 38 years. I moved here 25 years ago from Los Angeles. And, uh, as I was a landscaper then and, um, worked for Evergreen, started Evergreen when I first moved and then just, uh, wound up having a couple of my own businesses and worked for a couple other folks and a couple other folks. And I got, um, uh, my last business, um, I was doing a, I was doing a paper job, um, for Stan and Sharon Evans and, um, at the end, and I've known them for ever. And, um, when I got done, she recruited me. <laughs> I said, I think you'd, we've known you for a long time. I think you'd do well at real estate. And Don't you just love oh, it when you get volunteered for stuff like that? That's it, but that's all right. It actually, it worked out. It was getting a little hard on my body, you know, the landscaping. And, so it's uh, safe to say you're not going to miss all that heavy lifting. No, 80 pound block. I'm not going to miss that at all. <laughs> so uh, now that you're going to go into the real estate industry and, uh, and so on, uh, what's one of your favorite things about it? Um, I enjoy helping people. I really enjoy um, one of the best, best joys is getting with a young couple and getting they were wanting to buy their first house and spending time with them and and finding their first house and that's there's nothing nothing like once they find their you know at at the moment dream home yeah <laughs> and that, that closing day and you know the big smile on their face it's just uh that's what it's all about it is definitely and i mean i'm sure that's uh that's one of those things that you take home and realize that you know you help somebody get a house and and that's one of their lifelong dreams. And I, I could, I could relate to how good that must feel. Yeah. So and it goes on the selling side too. You know I mean? It's been, I've had the opportunity to, to help folks as well. They're in a bad situation and they really needed to sell and, and get out from what they're under and, and uh, move on to another chapter in their life and been able to do that as well. And that feels good too. So you said, how long have you been in real estate since you got your license? Uh, going on about three and a half years, almost three and a half years. You like the commercial end or the the residential end better? Which one's better for you? Um, I, I think in the end, the commercial is going to be better. Um, just really getting into that. So, um, uh, but I know the, you know, I know the residential real well right now. So, um, so I'm kind of, as I'm doing the, the residential, I'm, I'm transitioning, uh, we'll be transitioning more towards commercial. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit, give me some tips on real estate. Cause I'm not really familiar at real estate. So, you know, I know there's a whole bunch of things out there. So if you had to give out a bunch of tips about real estate of what buyers or sellers should expect, what would that be? Okay. Well, on a buyer side, um, uh, one thing to expect right off is that if you've never bought a home, you don't have to use the agent that has listed the property. So, so if you know someone else that's a real estate agent, 
you know, they can help you purchase that property, even though it's not what's called their listing. Um, we can, we can all sell other people's listings. So, so if I see a yard sign out in the yard that says Joe Smo real estate agent, I don't have to call Joe Smo. I can call you and then you yep. can take care of it for me. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you so, can handle the buying. And so the that's, that's one of them. Um, another thing is um, on a buyer's end, it's best to go ahead and get, um, get all your ducks in a row in the way of uh, financing, get in touch with a bank or your credit union or, you know, some financial institution, see what you um, see what you can afford. Um, and they'll let you know whether you can, whether you can actually afford a home right now. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to pre-qualify. Yep. Get yourself pre-qualified. Um, it helps in the whole process. Um, it just, number one, it lets you know what you qualified for. And then two sellers, um, tend to like, like to know that you're already pre-qualified, you know, especially if you're going to make an offer. Well, I can imagine that it probably has to be pain in the butt to always get somebody out there and say, Oh, I really like this house, but yet I can't afford this house. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing you, you, you don't, you don't want, you don't want to waste their time because it's just a waste of their time too. And, and obviously, you know, um, when you have several clients, you know, it's hard, it's hard. So you don't want to just go out showing people houses just to show houses. <laughs> if yeah, not I mean, that's going to be a waste of your time, waste of their time and a waste of your gas. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get that totally. Uh, what's the interest rates looking at right now? Interest rates right now are around the four and a half range plus or minus depending on your credit score and how much you're putting down. And there's a lot of factors. Is there uh, a typical, typical amount that you need to put down or? Um, it depends, really depends on credit score. And, um, like if you're a first time home buyer, there's a lot of, lot of great, uh, first time home buyer programs, um, that you can get into with as little as one and a half to 3%, you know, huh. and there are actually, if you've got really, really good credit, there are still some hundred percent, uh, hundred percent financing still out there. Well, that's awesome. People think that went away with the with the crash in 2010, but it's all back and available. They're just um, they're a little more stringent. Yeah, um, I guess. Um, what do you 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 were talking about the Joe Smo out in the yard? You don't have to use him. Now, it's my understanding that you also don't have to use the mortgage broker or the closing agent. You can pick your own. Is that true? It is. It's well, the broker um, is a little, the broker would be whoever the prop, the listing agent is with, you know, so, yeah. so no, you don't have to use them. Now the closing, yeah. And you don't have to use the same closing agent. You can use a different closing agent. Sometimes it's, it's easier to, to use the same closing agent. And sometimes they'll actually even give you a, some of the closing companies will give you a, a discount if you, if you're using the same as. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I can, I can understand that. I mean, I can understand wanting to use the same people that everybody gets along with and that probably makes things a lot smoother. Yeah. Just to know that you actually have that ability to where you're not required to use the same real estate agent, same closing agent, the same, uh, the same uh, mortgage broker. That's kind of, that's kind of a good thing to know for those that's buying a house. Yeah. You know, like if that kinetic energy is there for all three of those in a row, then why not use them? So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so on a scale one to 10, I'm going to ask you this. This is going to be funny. This is going to get us off of the real estate subject for a minute, but on a scale one to 10, how weird are you? Craig? <laughs> um, I guess I would give myself a 
six. <laughs> you like to think outside the box just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Not totally crazy, but enough to <laughs> enough to keep up with those that are. <laughs> yeah, everybody tells me on the Mickey scale I'm like a thirty. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as crazy as Mickey. <laughs> yeah, I think Dylan will agree with that, won't you, Dylan? Oh yeah. I don't I've seen some the outfits scale, yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin, buddy. So. <laughs> Uh, if anybody is comfortable in their own skin, I think it's me. Uh, Dylan, go ahead and talk to Greg for a second. Well, you, you're a seasoned veteran and been around for a while. And uh, like you say, you got 38 ex- years experience in landscaping and now three in real estate. So looking back on all this experience, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? My 18-year-old self? Um, get into real estate sooner. <laughs> A lot sooner in life. <laughs> um, you, you'll probably be a lot better off financially and you'll be um, a lot better off physically after 38 <laughs> years. <laughs> well, speaking of that good advice, and since you've had a few years to be in the real estate uh, business and uh, everyone knows it can be like a roller coaster, uh, when time gets tough, uh, how do you overcome the challenges you're presented with and what keeps you going? um make more phone calls <laughs> and uh you know you gotta you gotta keep people in front of you so you know if uh if sales start going down you just gotta be willing to pick up the phone and make some phone calls and get some kind con- make some contacts and expand that network exactly yeah I totally agree with those um <laughs> new podcast get some some free publicity out there why not so uh do you have uh, quite a bit of listings at the moment um i've got a few listings right now i just got a brand new one um it's an it's an awesome one it's in uh keelan keelan heights um subdivision um gray area nice um gray area is going boone's creek Gray area is booming. It's oh, area. it's going to be the next big thing. Boone's Creek and Gray. It's so as soon as that school gets finished in Boone's Creek, I guarantee you, Boone's Creek explodes. Oh yeah, and the intersection that yeah, when the they intersection, yeah. Well, as soon as they announced that that intersection was being done, um, all the commercial property down on Boone's Creek started going crazy. Yeah. yeah. It is. I definitely hate driving down the Boone's Creek Way during when you're when, when it's either in the morning or when you're going home from work. Either of those times is terrible. Yeah, yeah I look for all that farmland around the new school to start being developed too. As soon as it's finished, it will. I'm sure it will. That whole area, the whole area, and everybody's to you know Boone's Creek area. Everybody's wanting to be in the Lake Ridge School District. They got kids. I mean, um, you know, the new school is going to be a county school, so. Um, you know, but it's going to be a new county school. So there's going to be a lot of people yeah. want to be there. But at the moment, Lake Ridge School District is the is the school of choice. Lake Ridge and um, and Indian Indian Path or Indian Indian Springs Indian, Indian Trail Indian Trail. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> so in your career that you've had of doing landscaping, real estate, and all that good stuff, what's one of the toughest decisions that you've had to make? The toughest decisions I've had to make. Um, uh, usually in both is, um, is how much, how much you want to grow, you know, and how much you want to take on. Um, landscaping is that way, how much I wanted to grow, grow my landscaping company. And, and now it's, you know, how much I want to grow real estate, you know, um, you want to, 
you can you can get yourself tied into 60 80 hours a week yeah 60 80 hour weeks real quick if if you're not careful and you know getting ready to turn 55 next month and so i don't know if i really want to work that hard but i don't know if i want to back to 60 80 hours again so you know that's the biggest thing but you got to grow enough to you know where you're where you're making enough to sustain yourself too so um and be successful so so that, I think that's one of the hardest things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of people in my, uh, that's in my close circle ask me all the time, Mickey, if you just dedicate, or they actually tell me this, they don't ask me. They said, if you just dedicate all the hours you spend on the other ideals that you have, you can make Webco a huge success. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I don't, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to go and spend a hundred hours a week working. Exactly. You know, I do what's right for me. And I mean, I, I, I get that, that exactly what you're saying right there. So, uh, you know, um, you got to do what, do what's right for you. And it's not always about the money. I mean, the money's not everything. If you ask me. So. Exactly. So one of our favorite questions on this show is if you could be any superhero, who would it be and why? Any superhero, I think, um, probably Superman, I guess, you know, I mean, you can i think everybody picks superman yeah i don't know why you know, I mean, <laughs> bulletproof and can leap tall buildings in a single bound <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you what i ask everybody else when they pick superman what's your kryptonite um uh my kryptonite um is nice cars <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car do you got well i don't have a that's i want to I want another nice car. I've, okay. What's, what kind of nice car do you sport, want? But I, um, I just want, and I don't want anything. I'm not like a Lamborghini guy or, or yeah. anything like that. I'm probably looking at something like a, a, a really nice, um, really nice, like Lexus SUV or something like that. You know, just something, something not too outrageous, but you know, something, something nice yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah i literally just bought my wife over sat on saturday i just bought her a what i consider a nice car which was a brand new nissan armada and uh anyways one of me and dylan's mutual friends earlier today texted and said hey is she pregnant and i was like what because you know it's it seats eight people it's a big huge it's just huge it's, it's pretty big yeah, I, and I was like no nah, i said i gotta i gotta have that so i can tote dylan around so <laughs> i like ben chauffeured <laughs> but it's it's pretty nice but yeah I, I appreciate a nice big car uh just i like the space so i'm a big old boy too so you got to understand i used to have a fiat oh, yeah. yeah and my wife always joked with me and said she's going to put a sticker on the front window that said fat guy in a fiat it's <laughs> so, uh, like he showed a house one day a guy gets out of this little smart car and he's like six four like linebacker size you know you can tell he's a bit of linebacker and he's like huge gets out of this little smart car and they're bigger i got a friend that's got one um and uh they're a lot bigger than you think they are when you get in them but you know you just can't do nothing in the back seat <laughs> yeah so this fiat that i had i mean most people would get in their fiats i put mine on i literally <laughs> it was, he's uh, not joking it was interesting wasn't it dylan <laughs> and you riding in that little thing yeah we rubbed elbows, let me just say. <laughs> so shoulder, Dylan, shoulder, window to window. Go ahead and talk to Greg some more, buddy. I got to go get me something. <laughs> so uh, what do you consider success? Most people monetize success with money and 
for a lot of people, that's, that's not the case. So how do you view success? Um, I'm that way as well. So much about the money, um, you know, uh, but it's success to me is that, um, that folks, uh, folks appreciate what you do for them. Um, and, uh, you know, that at the end of the day, you know, I can go home, lay down, not lose a bit of sleep about any of the decisions I've made, um, that I've feel that I've, uh, I've honored God and, and I've done, you know, I've, I've done best I could do with what he's given me. It's a good answer. So, uh, tell us how we can uh, help your business here at last minute podcast or something our listeners can do, go visit your listings. Where can they find those? Or? Yeah. Um, I've, you can go to, um, if you're interested in buying a house and, or you're selling a house, but, um, one, one place you go is, uh, it's uh, home. It's Johnson city home com forward slash Greg Googe. So, that's johnsoncityhomefinder.com forward slash Greg Gooch. Um, and uh, that'll get you um, on our search site. You can search for properties and, and that. Um, if um, get in touch with me, uh, I'm at 423-794-6051. All right. We will make sure to include that when we post this to all of our social media. That way when people click on the uh, link to listen, they can see that too. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so Greg, since this is the last minute podcast, do you have any last minute thoughts or advice that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, I just like to say, I, I appreciate, appreciate the time and appreciate uh, anybody that is looking to buy or sell. Um, I, I, love to help you i'll do anything i can to to help you out and um i've got plenty of contacts in the way of lenders and and if you're selling and you need need other work done i've been in the industry other industry so long that i know plenty of folks so i can help you on that end as well and get with you get some stuff done and get you ready to sell so well, that sounds great. And I mean, I do appreciate you coming on here and talking with us today. And now that we know how to get a hold of you and know we can go to the website, johncityhomefinder.com forward slash Greg Cooch. Yeah. Um, we'll give you a look there and we'll, like I said, we'll include that. And uh, we do appreciate you coming on and taking the time to speak with us. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, we do. We've enjoyed talking to you. All right, Dylan. Mickey, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank See you. you. Take care. Wow, talking about all that real estate makes me want to go look for a new house, Dylan. Sounds expensive. <laughs> I don't really want to buy a new house. I'm good, but yeah, I I love looking at new houses and stuff and seeing what's out there and available. You know, I think I would have a few tips for realtors out there. Uh, and I meant to say this to ask Greg about his thoughts on this, but you know, when you I know they they list the properties on Facebook or social media or whatever please list the price. Don't make me beg you for the price. I know you do it just so you can get a lead. I, I totally get it, but list the price. And also don't doctor up all your photos. I want to see the house like the house is. I don't want to see the house with the HDR edits and everything else to where it looks like it's absolutely beautiful. I want to see the house like it is. Cause if I walk in the house and it doesn't look anything like the pictures, 
I'm not going to be happy. Are you going to be happy, Dylan? No, probably not. <laughs> so, and have good, high-quality pictures, but just lighten up on the editing a little bit. Lighten up on the HDR. You know, you don't need HDR everything. So, and then list the price. I mean, you know, that's just, that's me. I mean, you know, take it as you want. So, but Greg, uh, Greg was talking about all that good stuff and made me want to go buy a house. And I, I love, dude, I, I really do love looking at houses. Oh, so, me too. But my problem is I like looking at ones I can't afford. Yeah. So, um, I do want to make a correction on the link that Greg, uh, talked about in his, uh, in his interview. And that is greg.johncityhomefinders.com or greg.johncityhomefinder.com. And you can go there for his contact info and all of his listings. So it's greg.johncityhomefinder.com for his contact info and his listings. Well, at this part of the podcast, we are going to ask for audience participation. That's right. We want you all to get involved. We want to hear from you. Give us a call at 423-788-4305, 423-788-4305. And guess what? No one has done that yet that I know of. Am I correct, Dylan? I don't believe so. I'm looking right now. So we're nope, going to no look and see. Now. We're going to look and see. Do what? No voicemail. So. No voicemail. Okay. So once again, that's some Luke's Pizza. Luke's Pizza. If you want to call that number, you get a $10 gift certificate to Luke's Pizza for the first person to call that number and leave us a voicemail. 423-788-4305. Or you can email us at questions at lastminutepodcast.com. Questions at lastminutepodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your thoughts. We'd love to get your input. We'd love to know how we can help you. We'd love to know what you want us to talk about. So, you know, we want to involve you as much as we possibly can in this podcast and make it entertaining and educational for you as well. So, Dylan, you have any last-minute thoughts? Looking forward to this week, and I'm hoping – let's look at the weather here. I'm hoping the weather stays really nice and warms up some more. I'm tired of cold weather. Tired of the cold weather, huh? Well, while you're looking at the weather, I'll give my last minute thought. So, um, you know, seeing how tomorrow is Monday and most people hate Mondays, I plan on paying it forward tomorrow with kindness. So maybe I'll be in the drive through at Powell's. Maybe I'll be in the drive through at a local coffee shop. Whatever. I'm going to probably buy somebody something in behind me. Uh, what, what time are you going to be at Powell's? <laughs> you wouldn't say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> so anyways... Go out and pay it forward tomorrow. You don't have to buy anybody anything. You can just pay them a compliment. Just say, hey, you know, it's a beautiful day. Love that smile. You know, just do whatever it is that you can do to make someone's day a little bit more brighter tomorrow. Um, and, and I guarantee you, in return, you're going to feel better about yourself, and they'll feel better too, and it's just going to make y'all's day. So go out tomorrow and enjoy the Monday. Don't, don't let that Monday blue thing get to you. Just go out, have a positive attitude, be happy tomorrow. Dylan, what's the weather going to look like? Not good. It's going to be like 27 for the low tomorrow. I'm telling you to be positive, and he's saying we've been negative by saying not good. Well, if you like cold weather, then it's positive. High 48. God, Dylan, you're, you're killing me. You're killing it me. It does. Sad, uh, Sunday it gets up to 68 and Saturday 65. But other than that, I mean, it's 50s and 40s and 30s. Y'all got a big day planned at work tomorrow for you? I believe so. Some of the guys went in this weekend and uh, finished up a, a few jobs, uh, I'm assuming. I know they were there, so I'm not sure how much work will be there, but I'm sure it'll be busy again once the, the rest of the crew comes back in and gets things going. It's It's been chaotic there here lately. 
Yeah, I know. It's been pretty busy, that's for sure. So, um, well, I know uh, one thing that we do need to do, and we need to get more people to come on here and let us interview you. So if you're interested in getting interviewed, please send us an email or shout out to us on Facebook or, or whatever, and let us know that you're interested. We'd love to have you come on. Um, we've got about five or six more people lined up to do interviews with, but we always are looking for more interviews. So you want to be interviewed on the last minute podcast, give us a call 423-788-4305 or send us an email at questions at lastminutepodcast.com and we'd love to uh, hear from you. Well, Dylan, I guess it's that time to say goodbye, buddy. Yeah, I believe so. So guys and gals, we hope you have a wonderful night and uh, enjoy this uh, lovely, lovely, I guess, rest of the night. It's roughly nine o'clock right now. Um, and we'll talk to you on the other side. We'll talk to you later. Have a great start to your week. Dun. I could not talk. <laughs>